Bruins Postgame Podcast here live from TD Garden. Ken Laird and DJ Bean. We're presented by AT&T. The Bruins head into the All-Star break on a 6-2 defeat. Anaheim comes in here and takes them out, DJ, after a uh, you know back-to-back situation. Your boy Brett Connolly came through on uh, Monday night with the game winner uh, late in the game, so there was some good vibes going on there. They'd won 5 out of 6, but uh, tonight, on kind of a down note, do you give them any excuses for the back-to-back? Anaheim being rested and, and uh, hanging around Boston for three days prior and uh, maybe just uh, fatigue setting in a little bit in the second period tonight. Well, I mean, the, the circumstances were slightly better for Anaheim, but keep in mind they're also playing a road game, which isn't always easy, except they were playing a road game in Boston, which is always easy. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I put it on the, the Bruins not being a good good home team not having their act together in their last game before the break really I know they scored in their first shift of the game so you can't say they had that bad a start but just in general listless through the first two periods woke up in the the third with that early goal from Chara but generally sleepwalking in a game against a team that they had to know was aching for points you know, this game um, will, will be forgotten in the in the mix. It's a Western Conference opponent, but there was some emotion in the game. They, it was, it, it, the heavy team was the phrase Claude Julian used. Tory Krug uh, said he basically picked a fight with, with Chris Stewart, who's a bigger guy in front of the net. How do you think the Bruins match up with these type of teams? I mean, maybe there's not so many in the league anymore, but Washington is certainly one of them. And what's the best tactic to use their uh, skating ability to, to just try to outwork them uh, or should they have a little more pushback in a physical sense well i mean the gut reaction is you think they should have more pushback but really they they have moved away from being that that team mapaleski comes in and replaces milan lucic but you're you're not you don't have a lot of ronaldo's scratch tonight yeah re- good point ronaldo's not in the lineup you, you don't have a sean thornton type in the lineup anymore and nor do they want to have one. I mean, if they wanted to, then you'd see Tyler Randall in this game. That's really not what they're going for. They're trying to embrace skill and speed, and you see it pay off with the third period that Ryan Spooner was having. I mean, he only gets just the one assist on the Chara goal, but, I mean, he was flying out there, and you see the flashes that he's bringing, and you think, okay, you can see why they're trying to move towards this type of thing, but yeah, the, the downside is when you do go up against those old-school, uh, gritty types of teams, they can push you around a bit. I thought Spooner was pretty interesting after the game. Two parts. One, he was asked about you know how he felt about the team right now, and he said, hey, nobody expected us to compete for a playoff spot before the year began. It's first I'd heard one of the guys kind of vocalize that, that we were us against the, the world, so to speak. You know, we, People were writing us off, but I guess he's got a point. They were. Yeah, I mean, it would, it would, it's them against the world because they had a good team, and then they they made bad moves and made themselves worse. So it was a lot of young guys, right? Yeah, it was it, by by no means was. I mean, my expectation was they were going to be an okay team and an okay conference, which is exactly what they are. I mean, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. They're third in the Atlantic Division, which is a bad division. Uh, like they're close to second. Detroit doesn't seem that powerful yet. Yeah. yet Tampa's coming and one point behind them. And a lot of people are are hesitant to buy into Florida. I still don't quite know how I feel about it uh, they're going to come back to earth but Florida in general doesn't scare you that much as you said Detroit doesn't scare you the Canadians god the Canadians let's go back to the first podcast we did I was looking <laughs> that's dumb true. for a I little gave you bit. the business for that yeah, for a while yeah when I said they sucked and just generally that's what they've they've done without Carey Price the Lightning are uh, they have it in them to be legit 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Bruins are a so-so team in a so-so division, and um, they, they have every right to, to be happy with, with where they are, but by no means have they have they shocked the world by sitting in third place in a, in a shitty division. Well, the other part that I, you asked Ryan about how he feels about going from wing to center, and, and he gave the stock answer, but it is a bizarre way to trend in. One of the bright spots of the year has been Spooner in his center play, and he moved up to the second line when Krejci was out. Now they're experimenting all over the place, and I, I've got no other explanation except my life without Louis plan. Until somebody gives me a better one, what are they doing? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that's... The <laughs> that's that's the most logical explanation, and I know that I gave you guff on it uh, to impress Brick on the air the other day, which I still think was a great power move on my part. But uh, I think that they want to know, you know, if push comes to shove, if if Eric's if they are forced to trade Erickson, or even if they just they don't if they don't like the way negotiations are going, and that's me totally speculating, which I hate. So I I retract what I just said, but. Uh, if there's any sort of message that they want to send or if they need to learn what things would be like without Louis Erickson, their solution is, all right, let's take the best forward not playing in the top six and put him in the top six. I just don't see Spooner being a, a wing long-term, especially with the fact that they spent two first-round picks on wings in this last uh, draft. That's not to be taken lightly. Spooner, long-term, is your third-line center, and you say that you're very good at center because behind two of the best centers in the world, you've got a very good young center on good, cheap money. So I don't want to force him into a position uh, such as on the wing of Marchand and Bergeron, where, as we've discussed, Anybody can play there, and that line's going to do well. And uh, really, right now, I would rather Bolesky and Erickson be with Krejci anyway. So uh, they got to keep Spooner at uh, at the third line center just for the sake of Compina not being third line center. You think they're going to trade Erickson? You've I got lean feeling. slightly towards it, but I'm not. Um, I know there was a there was a quote unquote report. Um, the other day saying it like seems like all signs are pointing to them trading him that that doesn't there was no real information in that but i do agree with that sentiment that it it, it there is some something of a, a feeling that at least for me don sweeney doesn't want to overpay but by the same token i don't think that what erickson if, if erickson will take 5.75 million dollars a year that's not an overpay that's a good number for somebody who's going to drive possession and make one of your top six lines good regardless of who he's playing with so he may not take that right i mean he may just yeah i don't i don't know that he, i don't know that he would take that just in my mind that's that's kind of the the fair number that i've put together for both sides which is as i as you said it could very well be wrong well here's the big thing should they trade him you have been in the mindset they're not a cup contending team this year Maybe you feel like next year they'll be a little more prepared. Some of the young guys will come along a little bit. But if you're of the mindset they're not going to win a cup, then why not well, be pro-trade Louis Erickson? Because even if you sign Louis Erickson, you're not, that's not taking a huge bite out of what cap space you would have. Louis Erickson makes $4.25 million right now. Let's say that they sign him for five point seven five. That's a million and a half dollar raise. You don't have any... Um, any uh, Shoot, what's the word? Uh, it's basically dead money. Um, oh, bonus overages. 
which you have nearly a million dollar this, dollars this year. So that's a million towards the million five difference right there. But In he's addition a core to that, player. you don't have Chris Kelly, who's $3 million. You don't have the dead money from Milan Lucic. That, that's $2.4 million. There's but that's in the short term. In the long term, he's a core player who's making six who you could be spending on something else or a couple other players if you're in rebuild mode and you feel like you need to retool things a little bit and go with more depth and, and youth. So then it becomes the question, do they feel that that Patrice Bergeron and uh, David Krejci and Tuka Rask is not a good enough core? I think that's a pretty good core. I mean, I, I don't think that right now, given some of the cap binds that they have with all the aforementioned money um, of which I just spoke, but next year, you know, the you get some dollars back. You can give Erickson a raise. You can give Krug pretty much what he's making right now because he's having the same season that he always has. I think that you're in better shape maybe a year from now than you are right now. And now I think you're coming. Be there. You're coming to my side of they can win. They can contend. I don't think let's they can, go out and add. I don't think add, they can do it add, this add, year, add. but I think that they'd be in better position oh. to do so next year. So you're in a bridge year. This is like the one year oh, DJ Bean bridge this, year plan. Is this news for you that this is a bridge year? Jeez, of course it's a bridge but year. But next year you're all in. Next year I'm not quite all in, but if the division's going to be as bad as it is again, then sure. I think you're riding both sides of this fence. Anyway, Bruins drop at 6-2 tonight to the Anaheim Ducks. We'll see you in a week. Actually, we'll see you on Sunday skate. Yes. DJ and the boys all back together. Yes. Bright and early. Don't miss it. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. This Sunday, All-Star Weekend. John Scott will be in the house as well. For DJ, I'm Ken. We're brought to you by AT&T.